John chapter number 6 in your Bibles this morning, John chapter number 6, and I'm going to read for our text this morning, verse 5, down through verse number 14, and uh, I am going to be very mindful of the time. Uh, at the conclusion of the message, we have about a 12-minute video uh, that we're going to show. Uh, this is kickoff Sunday with our God With Us campaign, and then there's a brochure, there's a booklet uh, that I'm going to put in your hands after that. Uh, but I do want to uh, share this morning what the Lord has put on my heart. Uh, in John chapter 6, in this passage of Scripture, uh, is the account of the miracle that Jesus performed, uh, the feeding with the 5,000 with, with the loaves and the fish. Uh, today, we're going to begin a series, a Sunday morning series. And as of right now, there's, there's eight messages that we're going to bring from this miracle, and that's just to get started. We'll see if there's, it goes beyond that. Uh, early this morning, I'm up early on Sundays, don't, don't rest very well on Saturday night, but uh, doing some study this morning, and, uh, and my, my wife walked through, and, and I said, well, I just got this, is, this I, I'm looking forward to this series, I got this, this is going to be a series. She's like, you're not going to preach at all this morning, are you? And uh, so, I'll let you know where her heart is, but... Uh, um, uh, no, I'm not going to preach the whole series this morning. This morning, I'm going to just kind of set the stage uh, for this series um, and remind us of some just some wonderful truths in God's Word. John chapter number 6, beginning with verse number 5. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread, and these may eat? This he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here, which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and the likewise the fishes as much as they could. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Verse 14, Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. I alluded to a series, and this series, each message is going to come from a statement in one of these verses of Scripture. This morning, I want to draw your attention to verse number 5. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes. This morning, I want to preach on this subject, assessing the situation through the eyes of Jesus. Assessing the situation through the eyes of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would use the message this morning. May your word be real to us. May uh, we surrender uh, to your word this morning. And Father, I pray the Spirit of God will work in hearts today. I pray that the Spirit of God would uh, shine the light on the Lord Jesus Christ. May uh, He be the center of all that we do today. May we realize that the purpose of a day like this where we uh, determine to step out by faith is because of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's worthy of our investment. He's worthy of our sacrifice. He's worthy of 
uh, being the focus of all that we do. And Father, I am mindful that there may be one today who sits in the service. There may be one uh, who listens in some other way today who has never put their faith and trust in your Son. May they realize their need of salvation. May they realize that He is the only way. May they put their faith in Him today. We pray that all that is done will bring honor and glory to your name. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. An interesting phrase and enlightening phrase is the source of our text this morning. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes. I'm afraid one of our failures, and it's an understandable failure from the standpoint of we are flesh, we are human, is that whenever we see a situation, we see it from our perspective. We see it from our vantage point. May I remind all of us, humanly speaking, just because we see a situation a certain way doesn't mean that's actually the reality of the situation. We're quick to make judgments of what's going on in the lives of somebody else or in the situation that somebody else is dealing with when, truthfully, we're just looking at the situation from our viewpoint. And there's a, this is a wonderful passage of Scripture with so much truth. But I wonder if we've missed something in this miracle because we've never taken the time to look at the situation through the eyes of Jesus. And in life, we are going to face obstacles. In life, we're going to have those mountains that we need a supernatural hand of God to remove from our pathway. As a Christian this morning, I do not need to remind you or tell you that even though you are secure in your salvation, I don't need to tell you that life is going to come with some challenges. Our salvation does not remove heartaches from our life. It enables us to get through them, but it does not remove them. And oftentimes, even as a church that God has blessed, like the Emmanuel Baptist Church, who has enjoyed the blessings of God, not for weeks or months, not even years, but for decades. We even fail at times to see things through the eyes of our Lord. And today, it's no secret because we've been talking much about it, we are beginning a campaign that our church is going into. And I want to challenge you this morning that I want you to look at that campaign the best we can, the best we can through the eyes of Jesus. As we encounter individuals throughout our day, may we assess the situation as Jesus would assess the situation. Because we must be reminded if we only look through our vantage point, if we assess the situation from the way we see it, we're going to misjudge it. We're going to turn back because in our power we cannot overcome it. But I want us to assess the situation through the eyes of the Lord. Too many Christians fail to see the needs of others because their eyes are on themselves. That's not the way Jesus assesses the situation. Too many churches fail to see or accomplish the will of God because they only see things through a business plan. They don't stop to see things and assess the situation through the eyes of Jesus. As a child of God, as the church of God, we must look at this world through the eyes of Jesus. I would have to confess to you, and if you were honest, I think you would have to confess the same thing, that sometimes we look at this world and we get a little jaded. 
We get angry. Sometimes we get a little hardened by the, the, the actions of others and the filth of this world. And, and just as blunt as I can say, the ingratitude of our nation, as, as much as God has blessed us, we have to be very, very careful that we don't stop assessing the situation through the eyes of our Lord. And friend, if you only see it through your vantage point, some obstacle is going to come your way, and it is going to be big enough to turn you back. As a church, we are going to try and do something for Him, and it's not going to be as easy as putting it on a piece of paper. It's not going to be as easy as talking about it. We're going to need to see the situation through the eyes of our Lord. This morning, for just a few moments, I want us to look at this situation through the eyes of the Lord. And let me say, first of all, you can't assess a situation through the eyes of Jesus with carnal eyes. You cannot assess a situation through the eyes of Jesus with temporal eyes. You cannot assess a situation through the eyes of Jesus with selfish or self-centered eyes. We must look through the lens of Scripture. If we ever hope to see things the way Jesus sees them. I was thinking about this this morning and I thought back to my childhood. Some of you perhaps can relate to this and I don't know what they were called and, 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 and there, was, there was these booklets or comic books or, or some kind of uh, booklets that children would have and, and they, were, they, were, they were coded. And the only way to see the message was to have the glasses. And sometimes they'd give them away at, at, at a Burger King or something like this. And I just got to go to Burger King because I got to know what this box says. And when you discovered it, you'd realize it wasn't worth the, the hamburger that you had to buy to get it. But don't miss the point. There was a whole lot there that you could not see until you put those glasses on. Then you can see it. I'm afraid as children of God, I'm afraid as His church, that we stand on His word. We believe in His second coming. I'm afraid there's many things we do not see because we don't take the time to see things or assess the situation through the eyes of our Lord. We know how this story ends up. We know the miracle that the Lord does, and over the next two to three months, we're going to take our Sunday mornings and we're going to look at different aspects of this miracle, but we, we, we can read to the end. We know what takes place. But before we judge the lack of faith or the lack of understanding of the disciples that were with the Lord, maybe we be reminded that they did not know how the story was going to end. And if we flip that script into our own lives, there are many situations where we lack in faith, we, we lack in the proper perspective because we don't take the time to see things as the Lord would see them. This morning, I am just asking us as the church, asking us as Christians to learn how to assess the situation the way the Lord would assess it. 
or even look at this story the way Jesus looked at it. I think of how the Lord saw this situation differently. We know much about these disciples because the Bible tells us a lot. We, tells, we know who the impetuous one was. We know who the bold one was. We know who the meek one was. We know a little bit about them as the Spirit of God has allowed us to learn of them, their strengths and their failures. But we find that they saw this situation a little bit differently than the Lord. They saw it through their own limitations. How sad, how sad for a Christian to never experience the miracles of God because they only assess the situation through their own weaknesses. Nathaniel's weaknesses weren't just Nathaniel's. They're the same as ours. Philip wasn't just a man with no faith. I would contend this morning that he probably had more faith than all of us. But Philip had the same hindrance you and I have. We're flesh. We have limitations. We don't know what God knows. We only have so much strength. We only have so much discernment. We only have so much ability. And no doubt their minds went to their inability to meet the needs of this great crowd. Their inability to meet the needs of what these people need. But friend, it's a whole different perspective when we see it the way God sees it. If we can assess the situation, I promise you every parent in here, you will look at your children differently if you'll assess the, 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 the responsibility of rearing your children through the eyes of the Lord. As a church, we see the magnitude of the responsibility ahead of us in reaching our city with the gospel. But friend, we cannot look at it through our own limitations. We cannot look at it even through our own budget. We cannot look at it through our own talents and in lack of ability. We must look at it through the Lord's eyes. With the time I have remaining, I want to be very quickly in my outline this morning, and I want to assess the situation of having this multitude of people. We know there was at least 5,000 men. Beyond the men, there were the women and children. Just the 5,000 men is a challenge enough to feed them. And I believe this was a Baptist congregation. I believe the Bible teaches that. If you don't already see that, let me help you with the Spirit of God. Jesus taught and they wanted to be fed. Now, we take our Baptist faith to the extreme. We like to eat before church starts and after. We want to leave no doubt. Well, let me, let's look at this story very quickly through the eyes of our Lord. Number one, he saw lives. The multitude was a problem from the perspective of they needed to be fed. But Jesus saw the multitude. You know why churches do not step out by faith? They can't see the multitude. Do you know why churches in our city will close their doors 
You know why Christians will fall out of even a church like this church? Because they can drive from one side of the city to the other through the population of now more than a million and never see the multitude. All they can see is the traffic that a growing population brings. All they can see is the fact that they used to live in the country and now they live in the city because of progress. But they can't see the multitude that God has placed them in. I promise you, the Lord today does not look at our city, does not look at our communities, does not look at our neighborhood and and talk about the fact that it's getting more and more crowded, talk about the fact that we need another restaurant, talk about the fact that we need better better roads and and more ways to to, to assess the traffic. No, he sees the multitudes of people who have an eternal soul that without him they're going to spend eternity paying for their own sins. But I tell you, he did not just see what verse number 5 calls a great company. As I think about this, it really stretches the finite mind of man. When you think about Jesus being God, when he saw the great multitude, minimum of 5,000, he knew every name. He knew every burden. He knew every heartache. All you have to do is have a casual understanding and be casually familiar with the Gospels and understood that when he saw that great company, he knew the numbers of every hair on every head. He saw the multitude that needed a miracle, but he knew that multitude was made up of individuals who were burdened down. Individuals who just had to get close enough to Jesus to, can I see Him? Can I hear His voice? Can He do a miracle? Is it true the things that have been said about Him? Is it true the stories that we've heard? Can He really change a life? Can He really heal our home? Can He really make the difference that we have heard? I just want to see. I just want to get close enough to see if He really is the, 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 the prophesied one. Is He really the Son of God? And friend, may we be reminded if we're going to see things through the eyes of Jesus, we don't look at a number with a dollar sign as an obstacle. We don't look at all the reasons why we can't do what the church has been commissioned to do. We must see the multitudes that God has brought our way. But if we're going to truly look through the eyes of Jesus, we must also be willing to look at each individual. And in the hustle and bustle, of trying to find a parking spot and trying to get through a place of business and and, and trying to get through and get our items checked out, let us be reminded that the person on the other side of that counter has an eternal soul. Let us be reminded that the other person who we we, we, we encounter in business in, in an everyday life, they may have cried themselves to sleep that previous night because of the burdens and the heartache. If we're truly gonna see through the eyes of Jesus, we don't see just a multitude that needs a meal. We don't also see a multitude that we have to serve. We see individuals who have a need that needs to be met. Oh, we assess this story as Jesus would assess it. 
We see, first of all, he saw lives. And number two, he saw a lad. In verse number nine, and we'll spend a whole Sunday on this, this one statement. There is a lad here. You know, I'm looking forward to what God does in the next six weeks because God's going to use somebody that doesn't know they're going to be used yet. There's somebody, at least a somebody, if not more than one somebody. God's going to use you to be instrumental in a miracle and you don't even know it yet. See, they saw a multitude. Jesus saw lives, but in that crowd, he said, there he is. There's the lad. The disciple comes to him and says, oh, there's, there's a lad here. And Jesus, we don't have an account of him saying it audibly, but I kind of think he said to himself perhaps, oh, I know. Oh, he's got five loaves and two fishes. Jesus was going to do a miracle with the least likely individual. Five loaves and two fishes. No, he don't need much to do what he can do. What can, what can he do with what I have? Oh, well, I know with five loaves and two fishes, he can feed more than 5,000 people. Pastor, I knew you had a big vision, but after seeing what I've seen today, this is I'm, I'm fast-forwarding to conversations that, that perhaps might take place on the way home. How in the world do you think we're going to do that? I'm sorry, I've been spoiled. I've read John chapter number 6. I've seen that all he needs is a lad who is willing to give what he had, and he can take that, and he can do far beyond what that little boy, that lad, that young man ever thought could be done. He was just packing a lunch. It was just what he had for that day. It was nothing special. It was nothing extraordinary. And there's too many Christians that if they realize, if they look through the eyes of Jesus, they would understand that their ordinary means is exactly what God is looking for, is exactly what God has always used. They saw a group of people who could not even feed themselves. But as Jesus was assessing the situation, he saw a lad. What was five loaves and two fishes? Potential. Well, Pastor, what is this that we have? Potential. Potential for what? Potential for God to do a miracle. See, many would look at those that trust Christ, and many would look at those that dedicate themselves to the Lord, and many would look at those who dedicate themselves to the things of God and putting God first and giving to the things of God. Look at that ragtag bunch of, of Christians, and what are they going to do for the Lord, and what could they possibly do? And, and Jesus said, he bid those come to the, to, to the feast and, and come to the wedding, and those that had all the means said no, but he said, go into the highways and the hedges, and, and aren't you thankful that the gospel is for everybody? Aren't you thankful that God doesn't evaluate your 
your, your assets and he doesn't evaluate your, your financial worth before he'll save you. He'll save anybody who wants to be saved and I'm thankful for that. And it's just a good reminder for you and I that looking through the eyes of Jesus, he just needs a lad. I wonder, and I don't want to, I don't want to preach, well maybe I do, I do want to preach it, but I'm not going to preach this message from a future week, future week but I wonder if, if he heard the whispers Went and pulled on Andrew's coat. I got five loaves and two fishes. Jesus saw a lie. Number three, he saw the loaves. Verse number nine, there's a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Verse number 11, and Jesus took the loaves. He saw that multitude. He saw that great company is verse number five calls it. We know there's a minimum of 5,000. A minimum. Now, as Jesus looked at those needs and the talk, and he, he prompted the conversation. What are we going to do? How are we going to feed them? For he knew what he was already going to do. He knew what he was going to do because he'd already assessed the situation as the Son of God would assess the situation. He saw the lives. He saw the lad. I'll do a miracle with the most unsuspecting one. He saw the loaves. Well, anybody can look on the surface and know that five loaves is not going to feed 5,000. We've already established these are Baptists. Five loaves isn't going to cut it. And oftentimes, there are some who look at their five loaves and say, we'll never, it can't be done because it's just five loaves. But Jesus assesses the situation and says, I see the loaves, I can use that. I see the loaves, I can feed everybody with that. Friend, let me tell you something. We're a generous church, we're a gracious church, but I don't have the ability, I don't have the means to accomplish what the Lord allowed us to already accomplish in 2020 with what we have to offer. He takes it, and he goes beyond. He already knows what he's going to do. He already knows how he's going to do it. I wonder if he assesses our situation. He sees the loaves. He sees how he's going to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Let me just say quickly, what you have is enough. The Lord's going to press upon all of us to do more for him, not just financially, but in our walk with him, our witness, are reaching others with the gospel. Pastor, I can't do it. Can I just say he sees the bonus that you're going to get that you don't see yet? He, he sees the raise you're going to get. Now, if you work at the church, just ignore that one. But <laughs> he, he sees what, what's going to be provided for you that you can't see. Let me say number four and finally. Not only did he see the lives, not only did he see the lad, not only did he see the loaves. Look at me, verse number 12 and verse 13. And when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Can I tell you what he saw back in verse number 5? He saw the leftovers. Let's not limit the miracle that God can do because we can't see what God can see. 
I greatly believe, I believe this with my whole heart that God's going to do beyond what we can even dream of Him doing. And can I just say, and you're going to discover in just a few moments, it's already a pretty big dream. And I believe as a result of what God and only God can do, we'll bump into souls in heaven that we'll never meet on this earth because of the faith and the willingness to be used by God and God magnifies His Word and the gospel spreads as only the gospel can do. And for generations, long after we're in eternity, there the gospel can be preached and Families can be healed and souls can be saved. See, we see just our limited time and we see just our limited means. He sees the leftovers. He knows he's got more than enough. He knows he's more than able to take our little and to multiply it beyond what we could even imagine. As I look around the room this morning, and, and, I, and I'm aware of those who've been a part of this church for not just years, but decades, and you remember when we, you were just that little group of people, and God blessed you and grew you and grew you. Can you believe that now as we meet together, there are churches that have been planted around the world as a result of the faith of this group of people, and for eternity... Stories will be told. See, we're just going to see some blueprints. God sees the leftovers. We're going to see the budget shortfall. There's not one, but that's what we're going to see. He's going to see the leftovers. We're going to get that scratch pad, and we're going to run those numbers, and there's no way... He sees the leftovers. We're going to talk about phase one. He's already seen phase 22. We see the limited amount of time we have left on this earth. If God gives me my time, I don't have much longer. I'm never. He sees the leftovers. He sees the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. He sees the leftovers. It is not possible for the men that were there that day with our Lord to see what he saw. But what he has allowed us to do by giving us his word is for us to look back and get just a glimpse, just a perspective of seeing it as he saw it. And what I'm asking you today, child of God, is to look at your situation as the Lord sees it. This number of people and those that I know that are watching online this morning this morning with this amount of people there's a lot of burdens represented I'm asking you when it comes to that burden don't look at it as you look at it try and look at it as the Lord would look at it the obstacles that are in your way you're right in your assessment you don't have what it takes but is anything too hard for the Lord? As a church, as we attempt to stand where the Bible says to stand, to preach the Word of God, to step out by faith and to do more than we've ever done before, we'll see it'll be very aware, be very quick to us of why it can't be done and 
we'll be reminded of all those not doing it of why things like this don't happen in 2021. But friend, I just want us as a church to step back in the best we can and say, I can't help it. I see the multitude. I see the great company of people. I understand that inside that great company, there's a soul behind every door. There's a burden by it that sits behind the wheel of every vehicle. There's a family that needs God and needs a supernatural touch of God. I can't help it. There's, there, there's God. I know God in the past has used the most unsuspecting of people. He's used the most unsuspecting of things. Let's not limit God. Because he's already seen the leftovers. We're going to pray and fast and stress and wear a pathway through the carpet. That's just my office. How are we going to get this done? How are we going to do it? God's not stressed. When Jesus said, bring that. Bring, I, I, I love this. There's a, last, a lad here in verse 9, verse 11, and Jesus took the loaves. Okay, that'll work. Before those hands that would be pierced, as they were nailed to the cross, before those hands ever held those loaves, he already knew how much would be left over. In the weeks and the months and the years to come, before you ever give God what you have to give him, he already knows how it's going to be used. Let me make it personal this morning. He knows the names of those that will trust Christ in the future because of the faith of a Christian today. Our world is in trouble. Our nation is troubled. What are we going to do about it? Oh, it depends on who you talk to. Depends on what podcast you listen to. But as for me, I think it would do us well to assess the situation through the eyes of Jesus. Father, I pray that you.